Welcome to Compass for Your Life, and this is your host, Mary Ladybird, creator of Wonderspace. This show is about healing your home and body using sacred feng shui. Harmonize your life by creating a harmonious home. Easy and fast ways to improve your life and create wonderful spaces. Let's inspire you to make the best of your space to create your best life possible. Get ready to enjoy this new perspective on home living. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Feng Shui, Compass for Your Life. And today I'm going to be discussing what is spiritual Feng Shui. It is something that I do as a practitioner that not many other practitioners do. So I'm going to dive in more about what that looks like and some tips about what you can do for your home incorporating spiritual feng shui. In order to answer the question, what is spiritual feng shui, you have to really know a little bit about traditional feng shui. And as many of you know, feng shui is ancient. It is from India and Asia uh, traditions. And I studied in classical feng shui, which uses compass. And then I also studied on two types of modern feng shui called BTB, Black Septantric Tradition. And then what I did with spiritual feng shui is I've taken it a step further. I've brought it into a spiritual practice. So this is something that you can also do at home, and we're going to touch on that a little bit. But first, let me tell you a little bit about how I use feng shui in a spiritual way. For example, it is winter where I am right now, and we are in very much a yin period. Uh, This is also my period. Um, Rats uh, season is winter. Even though personally I'm not a fan, um, I need to embrace um, the winter, the yin. And, you know, for me that means working on shadows. So this is a good season for that, is just to really go into the stillness and look at what's waiting for you. Uh, Also, because it's winter and yin, I also realize, and I'm very watery, (laughs) I need to bring in more fire. So I always, at this time of year, I'll take a moment and tune into my home and tune into those fire elements that are part of my home that I take for granted, such as the furnace. The furnace is so huge. It's your heart in a way. It's, you know, that fire that heats the rest of your body. Um, So I give gratitude to my furnace. I recently had a neighbor, her furnace broke. So it made me remember to give gratitude to the furnace because it's keeping me warm. And then I think of other elements of fire and think of my lights, electricity, Having electricity is fire. It's lighting up my home. And again, going in and giving gratitude to that area. We don't want to forget actually using the element itself. So if you can have candles, you can light candles. And when I light candles, it reminds me to be 
meditative, to slow life down, turn off the TV, and come to my practice, my spiritual practice. You might want to do this as the seasons change. So on the equinoxes, start thinking about your home in different ways. So in the summer, you can look at all the water qualities of your home and so forth. It really brings a connection between yourself, your home, and your spirituality. By doing these exercises of noticing the yin or the yang of your home, it can also bring balance and connection, a deeper connection with your home. And as you know, the home is very connected to who you are and what's going on in your life. So having these connections can actually illuminate things that you need to see and things that you need to work on. We also don't want to forget about the seasonal effects and how fire can really help with seasonal depression. Next, I wanna talk a little bit about my process as being a feng shui consultant and doing what I call spiritual feng shui. So when I work with a client, I, of course, look at all the traditional aspects of feng shui, the qi flow, the land, uh, the positioning, everything that goes into it, the bagua, the five elements. Uh, And then after I've gone through that process, I can go a little bit deeper and I really sit with my intuition to see what is the home telling me? What is the home telling me it needs or it wants or what its purpose is for the client? And I explore this a couple of different ways. One way I work with clients' home, looking at their floor plan, I use this as an energy map for the energy in their home and the energy of them. So I actually look for stuck emotions in the home and I do this using my pendulum it gives me yes or no answers uh, and sometimes maybe answers and so I look over the floor plan and there might be some stuck energy that comes up that needs release and this also can be stuck in furniture and walls and it, it, get, it, it gets stagnant stagnant energy that needs to be cleared out Uh, And then I also use the pendulum and I look for different areas of the home where there might be some energy coming in that isn't so helpful. So I look for geopathic stress lines. I look for EMF. I look for something called black water. It's more like a toxic river that flows under your home. As I mentioned, I clear negative emotions or stuck emotions. I also look for spirits and I see if there's any lines that can come in that are either geological or caused by construction that needs help and healing. And all knowing all of this, you know, makes us aware of it and we can now be like, "Oh, that's why I keep tripping on this stair or that's why my dog is acting weird." Um and we'll now be able to heal it. Uh, and I use, you know, my, my own intuition 
with healing that with pendulum and the dowsing. I also then take it a level deeper and I look for portals or vortexes that might be happening in the home. And even sometimes humans can cause vortexes of their own. If they're going to work and they're in the same home office and they're working really hard and they just hate their job and it's just a miserable place, they can create a vortex and it just, you know, spins out of control. So every time they go sit down to work, it's just more of the same. Uh, so I like to be able to recognize that and then clear it and reset it so it's more of a neutral experience. I then look at what energies need to come in to the space because we don't want to just clear, we also want to bring in good chi, healing light, just good flow. Clear After clearing the space, we want to bring in joy, happiness, love. So I pull out my crystals and I place the crystals work over the floor plan and just let the energy of the crystals come in with whatever it is that the client needs at that time. I always end the consults with a space clearing, whether it's in person or remote. And the way I space clear is yes, I use sage sometimes or palo santo. Sometimes I use the tradition, the feng shui traditions of using mandarin oranges in a certain ceremony. And sometimes I bring in light language and light language is a galactic communication. I'm a channel and they bring in their own light codes to elevate the vibration of your home. That this is such a huge opportunity to up level not only yourself but your home. I get really excited about space clearing because I do feel like it's something that we always forget about or we always think oh I just cleaned my window my stove I've done all the feng shui tips <laughs> which is amazing and great and you need to do that but then we forget like oh like I have to work on the chi the life force energy of this home and so I can have more life force and have the energy to do the things in my life that I love to do and not be tired all the time or not be stuck. And I find that this process really helps people un get unstuck. So things start to flow a little bit easier for them in their life. One tip I would like to leave you with is when you sit down to do your meditation or when you're in yoga or whatever your practice is, for spirituality to just include your home remember your home and give it some love and i really feel like there's a huge connection between our homes and ourselves and my gift here for you is to help you see the unity of that so you can see the unseen patterns and then change them to have the best life possible. Normally when you hire a feng shui consultant, they do a one to two hour session. 
and then they may do a follow-up. And what I am experiencing from my clients is they need more. And I want to offer that. So I am restructuring my consults. So they are four consults. We spend a full month together. In the first session, we'll talk about your dreams, your goals, also where you're stuck, where what things aren't working. And then in the second session, we'll talk about feng shui and what we need to do, what we need arrangements we need to make, or anything else we need to change. The third time we meet, it's all going to be about energy work and the healing process and doing some space clearing. And in our last session, it's really going to be about what has changed, what do you need going forward, what worked and what didn't work. I'm so excited to be able to give my clients the time and the space for learning the knowledge and making the changes and seeing the results. I hope you make the decision to share your home with me and have the chance to work together to create something beautiful. Many blessings and wherever you are, I hope you make your space a wonder space. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please take a moment to leave a review or support this podcast by subscribing. Visit wonderspacefengshui.com for events and other offerings. Thanks for listening and see you in the next episode.